Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? I am Jason from Ingested, aka the Slam King, and I'm happy to be with you today. <laughs> all right. So, my first question is: I know you could probably get this all the time. What inspired you to be a Vulpiece? Um. Well, it's a weird story actually. So, when I was about uh, when I was about ten, I say it must have been about ten it was the last year of primary school so I'd have been, I would have been around 10 or maybe 11 and um, I went round to my friend's house for, for dinner and I could hear like this like noise this racket coming from upstairs and I'm like said to my mate I'm like what is that and he's like oh that's my older brother he's listening to like metal music which is what he likes and I was like well I've never heard anything like that can we go and can we go and listen because I like I grew up in a and my dad was like, he was sort of like a, like a DJ. So he'd like play at weddings and stuff, like oh, things like that. Or he'd get hired for parties and stuff. So he, he had this like insane record collection, but he was like super into like 80s pop music and like 80s like electronic music, stuff like Kraftwerk, Duran Duran, stuff like that. Um, so that, growing up, that was kind of all, all the only music I'd really heard. And then when I was at my friend's house for dinner, like, he was like, oh, is my brother listening to metal music? So I was like, well, can we go and listen? I'd never heard anything like it. So we go up, we knock on his door, and he's like, what's up? And he's like, oh, Jason wants to know what you're listening to. And then, like, my mate's brother's eyes just, like, lit up, and he was just like, come in, come in, come in. So he's like, gets us in, in the room, and he's, like, playing all this music to me. He was playing Fear Factory to me, Metallica, Slayer, Pantera, Machine Head, Cold Chamber, like all this stuff that I'd never heard before and um, I was just like whoa this is nuts and then um, when I was leaving when my mum came to pick me up that night um, my brother was like oh yeah take these borrow these and he, he lent me a demanufacture and obsolete like Fear Factory on CD and like I didn't like I, I was poor as shit growing up like I fucking working class and shit so I didn't have a pot to piss in so I didn't have a um, a portable CD player. I only had a, like a tape, like cassette player. Oh shit! Um, but in the house, we had one of those big old stereo things where it did have a CD player in, but it had like a tape deck in it as well. So I put the CDs in and I recorded them all to tape, <laughs> and then I'd listen to them on tape like all day, like just constantly listening to it. So that was how I got into metal. And then a few years later, I got hold of the Pantera home videos. If you remember them, yep and that shit changed my life like when I went out to the scene what like being in a metal band could be like I was like this is what I want to do with my life like so at like 13 I already decided as soon as I saw those videos I was like this is what I want to do I don't care what I'm doing <laughs> but that's what I want to do so then like then like my mum like saved up for fucking months and months to get me a, a guitar an electric guitar for like my birthday it's only a cheap one, like a really shitty one. I think we got it from like a cash converters, which is like it's kind of like a pawn shop. Like so, we just got it second hand from like this pawn shop, and um, so I tried, I tried for like a year to try and learn to play guitar, but I was shit. I couldn't do it. So then I was like, right, well I'll try and play drums. So then uh, basically my auntie had been like, since I was born, had been like 
putting money, like little bits of money away, like in a like in a bank account, like a building society account for me, which had like built up like over like 15 years or whatever. And I was like, she was like, this is for your future, like this is for your future. It was only like a couple of hundred quid in it, but she was like, you know, you have this when you leave school or whatever. I was 15 and I was like, I really want a drum kit, like I really want a drum kit, like, but I could never afford it. So I had to go to my auntie and like basically beg her to let me have this money now so I could get a drum kit. And I got like a really shit drum kit, like 200 quid. And uh, so I blew all those savings on it. And then I was playing drums for like quite a few years, for like three years, and I wasn't really good. Like, I was, I was just like fucking wanted to play like Slayer all the time, like thrash beats, like at the gates and stuff like that. And um, one day, um, oh actually, yeah. So I, I, I was in college, so I must have been about 16, 17, and um, I met some friends in my art class, and they were like, "Oh, you play drums, don't you? Like, do you want to like try and be in a band?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." So we like organized a few like rehearsals and shit uh, but they just wanted to play stuff like Nirvana and shit like that and I was like I made right so I couldn't afford a, a double kick pedal so I bought an ex, an extra like single kick pedal okay <clears throat> and what I did was I attached them to a plank of wood so they were like right both next to each other so my legs were like together like this and then I'd put that slab of wood under my bass drum and then just be like, <laughs> like doing double kicks like that. And uh, they're wanting to play that. Like, oh, let's play a, do you know, Smells Like Teen Spirit? And I was like, no. Well, yeah, I knew the song, but I didn't know how to play it. And I was like, yeah, I'll figure it out. Like, so they're like playing Smells Like Teen Spirit. And I'm like sticking thrash beats and fucking double kick into it and shit. So that didn't work out. And then, um, yeah, so I, was, so I was 17. It was 2004, November 2004. And um, my friend who played drums uh, was like, oh, Jason, do you know anyone who can do like death metal, like growls, like vocals like that? Like, uh, I'm, I've just joined like a grindcore band and we're looking for a vocalist. And I was like, fuck it, I can do that. Like, I just wanted to be in band. So I had no, I'd never done vocals before in my life. And um, so I went home and um, this was like 2004, so you remember them like really shitty like PC microphones that were like that that you used to talk to people on like Yahoo chat and AOL Messenger and shit with. So I went home and uh, my mum had like a PC and she had one of the microphones, so like, I recorded myself uh, singing Ruin by Lamb of God. Oh, fuck like, yeah. But it was like eight o'clock at night and we had like neighbors and shit because we lived in like houses that were like all connected sort of thing. So I'm like trying to growl really quietly, <laughs> like, and it was total shit. But I sent it to him anyway, and then uh, they were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, come, come for a rehearsal, we'll do like a live audition." So I went to the house in Reddish, and um, that was where I met Sean. Sean was playing guitar in this grindcore band, and um, as a live rehearsal, I did um, "Spheres of Madness" by Decapitated. Oh fuck it. But I sang it with a Polish accent because that's how he sings it. <laughs> right. And they were like, yeah, but anyway, like, I was shit. And then, but we got on really well. So they were like, yeah, fuck it, like, let's do it. So then that band became Age of Suffering, which was the proto band that would eventually become ingested. But that's how I started doing vocals. And like, when I started, like, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. 
Like, I never particularly wanted to be a vocalist, I just wanted to be in a band. And it was, like, YouTube wasn't really a thing, and so it's not like you could go on YouTube and search up, like, all these videos where it's, like, people, like, showing you how to do vocals and shit. I just had to try and just figure it out. So, like, over the years, like, I've dealt with shit, like, vocal blowouts, and where my throat's been bleeding because I've been doing it wrong and shit like that. And eventually, like, I've figured out a way that doesn't fuck me up. Um, but yeah, like, that that's how I started doing vocals. Never even <laughs> never even planned on being a vocalist. It just worked out that way. <laughs> that is a definitely an amazing story. I'm glad I... Thank you. Um, what are some of the... Some of the funnest tours you've had, like... Any good tours you remember? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, a lot of, like, nearly all of them were fun. Like, I mean, touring, like, you take the good and the bad. Do you know what I mean? You're away from your family and friends and you're away from home and stuff. And you're traveling a lot and, you know, you get, like, mental and physical fatigue and you can get burnt out if you're on the road for too long. Like, so there's, but then that's, like, outweighed by being on tour with bands where the people are fucking great. Um, the shows are fantastic, the crowd's great, the fans are awesome. So, yeah, I mean, they're all good. I mean, ones recently that I've really enjoyed was the Cannibal Corpse tour that we just did in Europe with Cannibal Corpse, Dark Funeral, and Storm Ruler. And that was seven weeks, which is really long for a tour. Like, usually, like, when we do a tour, it's like four or five weeks. But it was such a fun tour that it kind of flew by like obviously Cannibal Corpse are just darlings like they're just absolutely amazing people Dark Funeral were great we shared a bus with them and Storm Ruler and we were you, you, especially when you're like sharing a bus with like other bands and it's for like such a long period of time you end up making like really close friendships and close relationships and it's all like you become like a little like family sort of thing do you know what I mean um, but that was great um, we did Lana Shaw tour last year. That was awesome. Um, that was intense. I yeah. Read that. Uh, I think it was down the road. Yeah. And I was just like this. It's fucking insane and packed in here. Yeah, that was great. Every single show on that was sold out. Um, what else is good? They've all been good. Like, we toured with Dying Fetus last year as well. That was great. We did a tour with Suffocation. They're always amazing to tour with. Toured with Black Dahlia Murder, like the first the first European tour we ever did was with Black Dahlia Murder in 2010. And that was a excuse me. <coughs> that was a European tour. And that that was awesome because it was that was our first ever like proper tour. And um, yeah, I'll always remember that one. That was that was great. They are definitely lovely guys. I yeah. love spending time with them. Like I talked to Alan, I talked to him now since, like, we, I was like, I'm going to get a hold of him through Twitch, Then I thought, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get a hold of him, and, like, now when we're, I tell everybody, I was all like this, I talk to him on the regular, yeah. they're like this, no, and I was just like, well, I'm not going to show you the messages, <laughs> I was like, some of the things we talk about stay between, uh, like, we formed, like, a brothership, and, like, yeah. like, I've, like, I tell everybody, I flew to Philly to see them. Because when I was a kid, I definitely understand the meaning. Like, I didn't get into heavy music at all until recently. Like, yeah. all my friends make fun of me because I had the little MP3 player 
that my mom had that had uh, like Kiss, all yeah. the classic rock, and I'm just like this. I need something heavier. I need yeah. something to go harder. And she's all like, my mom's all like this. <laughs> You're getting journey. <laughs> I was like, well, this sucks. Then like her boyfriend at the time was just like this. Here you go. Have a Slipknot album. Nice. Like, That's nice. open my gate. Yeah. Same. Slipknot was game changer for me as well. When that first album came out, I was just like, what is this? Like, and that, I was obsessed with Slipknot when, when that shit came out. What was that, like 1998 or 99? 99. 99, yeah, the self-titled one. I remember when that came out and I was just like blown away like, by it. And then I credit that getting me into death metal really because when you listen to that like there's so much death metal influence in the album like blast beats heavy kick drums like all the riffs the, the vocals as well like there's so much death metal influence in it and then like you said like it gets you going well what's heavier than this and then you start searching and then you start finding bands like cannibal corpse dying fetus suffocation you know what I mean? Obituary, I, like that kind of shit. I think I remember the first time my mom ever found me, like, because we didn't have internet, really. Like, I grew up in a home that my mom was the single parent. Yeah. She didn't have, like, way, like, I'm going to try to get you through school. That's the yeah. only thing. And after that, that's all on you. And I looked up, like, I think obituary, and she was like, the hell? <laughs> and my mom, like, finally found Jesus, and, like, she was all like this. That's not getting played in my household. And I was all yeah. like this. So I would always stick a headphone check in, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah. this. Gotta listen to yeah, it on the slide. <laughs> so, like, it's just crazy. Like, I didn't really didn't expect where I was going to be. And I want to say, like, when I was in high school, that was the rough years for, like, yeah. me and her relationship. Because when you're a teen, you're figuring out yourself. Yeah. And, like, you're not trying to have your mom, like, Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> like, I mean, your parents always want what they think is best for you. But also, like, especially when you're a teenager, you're going through so much, like, emotionally and physically. It's like, sometimes you don't see eye to eye, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me and my mom definitely had our arguments. Uh, I know you play video games. Yes. So what kind of video games are you, like, strictly into? RPGs, shooters? Um, I, like, I like a varied mix of video games, but my favorite game of all time is The Witcher 3. Like, I love, yo, I love, like, I'm a big, like, like, fantasy, like, nerd, so, like, I love stuff like Conan the Barbarian, I like Game of Thrones, I like Lord of the Rings, I like, I love Skyrim, like, stuff like that, any, Diablo, like, anything that's, like, swords, dragons, and tits, like, I'm in, <laughs> like, that's my, that's my thing, like, Conan the Barbarian, for me, the original one, the Arnold Schwarzenegger one, that is top tier shit for me like just give me all the dragons the swords and the tits man like I love it like that's that's what I like um, but other than that um, I like Doom I love Doom um, Resident Evil series I love them oh, the, four, the new like, remaster yeah. I've, not played? Played, I've not played Resi, the Resident 4 remaster yet because I've been on tour the whole time Ooh. so I, but, uh, I completed the Resident Evil 2 remaster like the remake that is, without a doubt, the best Resident Evil game I've ever played. It's a like, I love, I love the original four so like, and I've seen, I've seen like videos of uh, the four remake, and I like that. I love Resident Evil Village as well. Um, what else do I like? Oh, uh, Warhammer Dark Tide. 
I've been playing that. That's good. Because I like Left for Dead. Wow. I like Left for Dead. Like Left for Dead is the game that I've that I've probably played the most on my PC at the moment. Just because it's like because it's so old. It's like there's so many mods that people have made for it, like levels and campaigns and shit. It's just like it never ends. Damn. So like me and my friends will just play through it like all the time. Because it's just like, oh well we've completed this now. Oh well there's another thousand fucking levels that people have made, so we'll just play through them. Yeah. I definitely like with The Witcher, I the house two hundred plus hours. I I was like I can't even get through a hundred hours of finding anything. It's an impeccably made game. Like it's so well done because it's not like it's not like the the best like game mechanics in the world or anything, but it but it works exactly how you want it to work. But for me it's the it's the story, it's the characters, the voice acting, the 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 world in The Witcher 3 is like so well realised. Like when you go into like Oxenfurt or whatever, you go into one of the big cities and they're just so well populated and like it, it's like I, I feel like I'm in a real city, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um so yeah, I love that shit. I like I like Mortal Kombat as well. I'm a big fan of Mortal Kombat, Grand Theft Auto obviously, Red Dead Redemption one and two. Red Dead Redemption two fucking spot, mate. <laughs> like I try to play two but I just had a PlayStation 4, mm. let's be real. PlayStation 4 was not going to handle that game. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, to be fair, I played it on the PlayStation 4. I completed it on the PlayStation 4. It was fine. Um, but I've got uh, an Xbox Series S now, which is like, it's the, it's like the, the current gen Xbox, but yeah. it doesn't have the disc drive in it. So, like, all my games are, like, digital on that now. Yeah, but I got the series. I have to, like, delete games to, like, get new games because it doesn't have much memory. <laughs> That's how I feel. Like I got this the one with the disc, believe it or not, mm. and I'm just like this. Jesus Christ! I keep buying the freaking digital. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like this. I think the like the new Star Wars that came out was like 138 gigs. What? <laughs> I'm just like fucking hell. There's no way in hell I'm getting that game because fuck me. How they said it was a terrible No, <laughs> nah, nah, it's not. It's 800 gigs. Let's yeah. be real. <laughs> All right. Well, you answered two questions actually. Yeah. Uh, if you could do guest vocals for any band right now, who would it be? If they offered you the opportunity for anybody. That is a good question. Probably. It's out of three. Aborted, Suffocation, or Cannibal Corpse. Oh, fuck yeah. I definitely wish that Cannibal... I've never seen Cannibal Corpse live. Oh, mate. It's... Everything that you want it to be. They are just Cannibal Corpse. And it is so sick. Like, they are just... They're... they're ah, mate. Like, I, I watched them 45 times on that last tour. Because it was like... I think it was even 43 or 45. However many shows it was on that tour. And they were just crushing every single day. They're just... They sound exactly like they sound on CD. Oh, like it's just perfect. Like even heavier than they do on CD. It's just, it's just cannibal calls, man. They're the absolute masters. I see a lot of live video. Like you can see what's real yeah. now. Because thanks for TikTok. Now if you Facebook, YouTube's yeah. doing reels like freaking TikTok. And um, I seen one of Cannibal Corpse. It was like uh, 
corpse grinder saying, we're going to play the song, I come blood. And that security guard's like, what yeah, the yeah, fuck? yeah. This next song's about shooting blood out of your cock. (laughs) (laughs) The security guards in footage, like, I love seeing, like, live video and seeing security, how they react. (laughs) My favorite video is the case of Shane. I'll go It's fucking Vincent. He's, like, just going hard, and the security guard's like... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, what the fuck? My wife uh, came to the Manchester show on that Cannibal Call song, and she'd never... She'd never like really listen to kind of calls before. Like, I play play them around the house, but like she's never really like like paid attention or whatever to it. And uh, we had a day off before the Manchester show. It was like the day off, so I went home and I was like, I was she was and she was like saying, oh, so what what bands like what bands are you playing with tomorrow? And I was like, right, I'll show you show you Cannibal Calls. And I just immediately put on Icon Blood, and it was the live <laughs> one as well. So he, he's like. This that song's about shooting blood out of your cock. And then like all night was like at the show she was like, Are they gonna play the, the cock blood one? I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's fucking terrific. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh so I uh do you do mainly the writing for the albums when you guys record or is it Um So usually how it goes is Sean will write all the riffs, like the song structure, everything. And then he'll send that to Lynn, who will then write his drums over it. And then they'll demo track that. And then we'll get the demos back. And then between me and Sean, we'll like write lyrics. So like usually, say, uh, say there's 10 songs. Sean will write lyrics for like five of them and I'll write lyrics for five of them. Oh, that's what's up? Yeah. Okay. Um, how's it feel? When? How did it feel when you guys signed a Metal Blade with that historic lineup? I always ask that question yeah. because it's crazy seeing some of the bands that signed recently. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, so what happened was we came to our, filled our contract with Unique Leader and we felt like it was time for us to like try and take the next step to the next level. And um, we were like shopping around for a bit and like just seeing what was going on and shit. And then Metal Blade approached us and said, Oh, yeah, you're out of contract, like, do you want to talk? And we were like, Fuck yes, like, because Metal Blade had always been one of the, one of the labels that we always wanted to be on. Because, like, like you said, like, look at the fucking albums that we've got, look at the artists that we've had on the roster and the artists that they still do. Cannibal Corpse, Joffrey Cowboy, Black Dahlia Murder, White Chapel. Like, it's nuts. Like, they've got Kills which Engage. Like, it's, it's an awesome label. And um, the best thing about it was, was, like, straight from the get-go, like, they made us feel so welcome. Like, it's, it's so good working with them. Because they're always there, like they're, they're always in contact with us. They're always seeing what we need, like anything, anything. And it felt like, for the first time in our career, it felt like we had a home. Like we weren't just on a label. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. was like, it, it was like, right, this is it. Like this is where we should be. 
And so yeah, like our relationship with Metal Blade is fucking awesome. Plus we work our bollocks off. Like we're like one of the hardest working bands on this fucking planet, especially in this genre. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. <laughs> it's definitely cool seeing like Metal Blade. Like I always see like I love. I want to get his new book, the. Uh, Brian Slagle. Yeah, yeah. Him. I want to get his book because like. So like with everything going on, I told everybody, I might not be under a record label or anything, but I have foot in the door with yeah. a lot of bands I get a hold of. And I was like, this, that man, let alone, was one of the reasons Metallica kicked off. Yep. I was like this, and uh, like we, I was driving when we were me and my friend were driving to Minnesota. They were doing Sirius XM was doing like little interviews because it was like Rockville or something in Florida yeah. last week. And she was all like this, come on, skip their interviews. I was like, you know, a lot of these interviews, you say, tells you how the band started and yeah. how a lot of like record companies became. I was all like this, did you realize Metallica was on a label with Cannibal yeah. Corpse at one point? Yeah. She was like, what? I was like, yeah. yeah. I was like, believe it or not, Cannibal Corpse and Metallica shared a record label for a little bit until Metallica really took off. Yeah. And I was all like, just think of a history about metal there's not she didn't understand the subgenres yeah, at all yeah. I was like there's all types of subgenres it's deep like, like it's deep okay. Metal Blade's been there from such an early point like there's such an important metal record label like so yeah I'm just honored to be a part like great oh yeah alright uh, that's